Hey everyone. Wow, I, I don't know why it feels like it's been such a long time since I sat down and started the recording. But after after last week's episode, you know, I just <laughs> felt like I really needed to talk to my dad and I stopped recording, went ahead and called him. And it was one of the, honestly, one of the nicest conversations I've had with him in a very, very long time. It was different. It was weird. I, I wasn't trying to get to anything with him and... I wasn't trying to to reach a specific point within our conversation, right? I'm not trying to change him. I'm not trying to convince him of anything. It was just, you know, two dudes talking. And that doesn't happen too often, or at least in my relationship with my dad. Usually, just having that heart-to-heart talk is quite rare. So I, I really enjoyed that, you know, it was really genuine. And it did make me happier in that moment I was in that moment with him and he was very present too which is nice but aside from that I I moved into a new place and I have so much going on you know I'm trying to today's Sunday and I'm trying to upload an entire course about happiness on Tuesday I really hope I can make this deadline you know I set it up that way and God, I, I really don't think I'm going to make it. <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see how much I can accomplish today. And, uh, yeah, just trying to keep everything together, you know. Like, it's, I'm so focused on the course lately. And I neglected writing. I neglected the podcast. I neglected uh, so many things. It's just but this, this week, you know, just this week I've been just, trying to get this course together, design it properly, create worksheets, create syllabuses, do all of those things. And it's the first time I do them, right? And one of my intentions of going into this course was, you know, I just want to create a course and see the process exactly, see what takes, what's taking me a lot of time, see the things that I can do that I only need to do basically once properly. And then like every time after that, it becomes easier and easier. Like, for example, the template for the worksheet or the template for the syllabus. All of these things I can continue using for the rest of my courses. And hopefully I'll be able to release a lot more within the next few months. Uh, I still have my an entire bachelor thesis to write that I didn't even start. I have a book to publish that I haven't properly organized yet. And <laughs> somehow, somehow it'll all work out, you know, I, I truly believe, like... Uh, I think it'll work out <laughs> and then I have to I'm too broke and I have to find a job directly after I graduate and who knows how that's going to be with the visa and staying in Germany and finding a job to begin with or finding an internship that I can later on turn into a job uh, who knows who knows what's going to happen but I'm here now and I'm in a good place and I'm seeing progress on something I really care about and the course is coming together quite nicely but it's just it's funny what you learn about yourself while you're trying to teach something it's uh because the course is about happiness right i did the last week's episode about understanding happiness and that's exactly what the course is called understanding happiness and happiness is something that's really because everyone everyone has their own definition of what makes them happy everyone has their own beliefs everyone has their own persona and sure we try to base our persona on other people around us so we can fit within our social setting but still what makes us happy compared to other people is almost always unique 
And the narrative that we play behind ourselves and the narrative that we believe we might be leading into in the future, those shape how we act in every moment. And how we act in every moment tends to not be towards what makes us happy. It tends to be towards what we think will lead us towards the narrative that we have in our head. And the narrative in my head was, I want to create a course and see the ins and outs of trying to make a course. And I want to make a course that I think is important. I think before making anything else, before trying to be better as a person or trying to improve in this regard or this regard or that regard, I think it's just important to know that we're alive. And if we don't exactly know what it is that motivates us, then how are we going to get the most out of our life? You know, considering the fact that we're all going to die one day. Sure, we were born with a clean slate and we didn't know anything. And then we're shaped slowly by our genetic structure and the societies around us. And eventually we get to have enough control that we can start shaping things ourselves. But that doesn't change the fact that we will grow old and we will die. But why would we go through this entire journey miserable if we could be happy, you know, that just that will just motivate us to just chase after the right things instead of the wrong things and connect with ourselves in ways that we didn't think we could connect before. And to go back to that innate nature of, of that childlike nature that we all shared at some point, and slowly we become distant to that. And there's no need to be distant. And there is, a, I think, a very big need to reconnect with that childlike self. But that's what the course is about, right? That's what I'm trying to explain through understanding our narrative, understanding the stages within our development, physiologically and psychologically, because you're trying to develop a moral compass as you grow up. You're not really trying, it's just happening. And physiologically, coming from the universe and evolving in a certain way, you have certain instruments and tools in your body that work towards things in accordance to how what the environment demanded for millions of years basically and then the things that are so essential to our survival they continue and they help us grow and then the things that sort of hold us back they slowly die off and we need to know that before we can try to be happy we need to understand our structure and that we'll see life in a very in a, in a way that's specific to how our brains try to interpret the information around us. And through that, through those interpretations, we get to interact with the world and create meaning. But the thing is, we try to create meaning out of, out of basically very limited information that we have. And then we take that limited information and we extrapolate the hell out of it. And we think that just by knowing this one piece of information that we can understand the entire thing, but we really don't understand the entire thing. We only understand this one tiny part. And the more you realize that, the more you realize that the more information you have, the the better of a structure you can build, but you'll still always have those assumptions that your brain tries to fill in to still believe that it can function properly in the world as it continues. But that's what this... Uh, that's what I was trying to get to and trying to explain it in a structured way that I thought made sense. And as you start recording and as you start talking and as you start building the course, the structure is constantly changing because you start realizing that you need to you need to have explained that first or you should have explained this better or you should have used that example. And then you start really changing a lot of what you've already done, right? 
And the fact is, is that whenever it comes to a process of creation with a lot of people observing, you'll always have that part of you that's, uh, that's uh, this perfectionist that wants everything to be perceived properly, even though you, the fact is that within, within creation, and creation is such a complicated thing, or it's not really even that complicated, all you have to do is do. But we think too much about what we have to do that we end up not doing, and that slows us down. So for me, I just need to get this course out. The quality, like, I want to try to make it as high quality as possible, but it is my first course. And I'm learning as I do. And I'm, I feel like I learned a lot just by trying to do this one course right now. And hopefully the next one's a lot better. And then it doesn't mean that I can't improve the course that I already have that's out. No, I can always go back and improve and improve and improve. Because happiness is so important before we try to learn how to learn or to learn how to anything really interact with the world properly. To know what's, what makes us tick and to play and to approach the things in life with that sense of play. That's so cool. That's uh, so cool. <laughs> so aside from the course, I am moving into this new place. I, I made it my own actually, like. Uh, it's a really nice room in general. I, I got myself a poster called Cool Monkey. And I have it right over my bed. I'm actually just sleeping on a mattress on the floor. That's how broke I am. But humble beginnings, right? <laughs> humble beginnings. And uh, we'll see what happens in this narrative that we're playing out, right? So it's a pretty nice poster. I... I think it's a pretty cool monkey. It's a shame you guys can't see it, but you just have to take my word for it that he's he's a pretty cool monkey. You know, he has headphones and he has like a, a very well done mohawk, and he's blowing smoke out of his out of his mouth and looking up into the sky. So you see the monkey from from the side, and he's just so cool because you see him from the side. He doesn't care to show you how cool he is. You just see it. <laughs> you just see it. And yeah, I wonder like how today's gonna go. I have to do too much. And I still have to upload this episode, so I'm not gonna keep it long. I think I'll just keep it a very short one. And otherwise, I'm doing great. <laughs> I wanna see how this course goes. Um trying to be nice as often as I can and just help people in general. You know, I think like <laughs> I think when we see someone uh, in, in the streets or uh, outside of our immediate circles that is, let's say, less, less fortunate than us in general, like someone who broke a leg or lost a leg, and you see them walking, I think a lot of the times, because I observe not only myself observing that person, I observe other people observing that person too, and how they look at them. And they look away and they want to ignore the possibility that, that that person exists, sort of. Because a part of us, when they see someone less fortunate, they think that they, that's a reality they need to escape somehow. Because just seeing someone in the streets or seeing someone without a leg, it shows us that life can actually be like that for someone. And if it can be like that for someone, then it can be like that for us. The reality of life being cruel and and chaotic 
is always there and we don't want to interact with that or be reminded of that so i think there is a very big fear fear factor that comes in when we see other people who are less fortunate even though they're just people who are less fortunate they're they're souls who who are just as lost as we are and they're they're going through their own day with whatever tools they have to interact with the world the way they think is best and to think that just by looking at them or interacting with them we could get hurt because that's what fear implies it implies that if i interact with this I might get hurt physically, mentally, but I might be damaged and I don't want to be damaged. So I might as well avoid this. Uh, I might as well not look at it, ignore it, or any of that. So I saw the other day, I was going to pick up a few things from a friend's place, and I saw this woman going up the stairs with uh, two walking sticks. Sorry, um, she was about to go up the stairs, and the stairs, there, there wasn't any escalator, there wasn't any elevator. And I saw her pause for a moment once she faced the stairs. She just stood there and looked at the stairs like, damn, I have to go up all of these stairs on two walking sticks that I, I can barely move. And at the same time, there were five construction workers, so men like with good a good build, you know, they're strong men that build. And it was it was close to midnight and they're trying to build something in the train, but like four of them were watching the guy work and one person is working, basically. That's how it usually is, you know. <laughs> one person does all the work and everyone watches so i saw all of them look at her and i saw like the sadness on their faces i saw one of them i think he felt like he wanted to help her one of them just looked away and the other just uh, tried to continue working so i i looked at her and i thought to myself like okay i have i have five minutes for my train to come i actually didn't know how long my train was going to take but it wasn't there yet so i was like okay why not i'm not going to just look at you and see you suffer going up these stairs Let's try to do something good for once, instead of just think about about helping or being afraid of asking the person to help. There, you won't get hurt just by asking a person if you could help. Uh, but I've also learned, like throughout my life, I tried to like there was before continuing this story. Uh, about a year ago, I was walking back home in another apartment that I used to live in uh, here in Hamburg. And there was always this guy that I saw quite often, maybe once or twice a week, that would be walking back to his apartment from the train station. And he always, his leg was, uh, one of his legs was a lot thinner than one of his other legs. And he could barely walk, you know, he walked maybe a tenth of the normal speed of walking. And I remember going up to him once and I was like, hey, would you like some help? And he looked at me really angry, like, how, the, how dare you? How dare you ask me if I, if I need help? I can do this on my own. Which is something I can respect, you know, you know, like you you you're you have this disadvantage or inconvenience, but you don't want it to inconvenience you. I'll still continue. And just because of this weakness, it's not really a weakness. It's, uh, it's something that I'm dealing with and it's fine. You don't need to treat me as if it's a weakness. And I am with you, you know, I agree. But what I learned from that situation in particular, because I went asked him, do you need help? And he said no angrily. And then I was like, okay, have a good day. And I continued, went home. What I think would have been cool is if I just went next to him and just talked to him. And as we walked, I just would have given him company while he walked. And we would have just talked and, I, and then he wouldn't have been as bored as he was walking. And I would have just gotten the opportunity to get to know someone, someone new and see what input or insight they might have for me. So I took that lesson from that moment and I applied it in this one. So when I went and I asked this uh, this woman walking with two sticks up the stairs, 
if she needed help. She was already on like the third step out of maybe 30 or 40 steps. Let's say 30 steps in total. So I, I went to her and I looked at her. I'm like, hey, would you like uh, would you like some help? And she you didn't, didn't, didn't even look at me completely because she's focused on walking. And she smiled and said, no, thank you. I'm fine, you know, but thank you for asking. You're you're the only person who asked me. And like, she's barely breathing while she's singing. I was like, she's, she's going up the stairs and like really tired. Thanks for asking. You're the only person who asked. I'm like, no, no worries. No problem. But um, listen, how about instead of helping you, I just hold your arm like this. And I, then I put my, my arm into like, join my arm with her arm and just lifted her up a little bit to give her a bit of support. And it wasn't much really, but she appreciated it. And I could see it, see on her face how happy she was that someone was actually just there with her to help her through this very small moment that would have been just a lonely moment otherwise. We continued going up the stairs and I just talked to her. And we had like a bit of small talk, a few jokes here and there. And then we continued, we got up to the top of the stairs and I I thought I heard my train coming, so I told her, "Yo, it, it was it was fantastic meeting you. I hope you have a good day, even though it was close to midnight." And she looked at me, smiled a lot, and I went ahead and I gave her a small hug, and I told her, "You know, I wish I hope you like I wish you the best." I smiled again and I left, and she went she went on with her own day, and I went on with my my own my own day too. But just for this one moment, I feel like. A lot of good happened, and I think she'll take that good with her wherever she goes. And if something bad happened to her, for example, she'll still have that good. <laughs> like if something happened that would piss her off, she wouldn't be as pissed, you know, she'd still be like in a generally good mood. Or if she went back to her family or whoever she has at home that's waiting for her, then she'd, she'd be smiling and happy and she'll share the story or share the experience and share that good energy with the other person. And that other person might share good energy with another person too. But I think what's important is just, is just that I was shocked by how, how she, when she said, like, you're the only person who asked me if I needed help since I since this happened. I don't know what exactly happened to her. Well, I think that's a shame, you know, because it didn't, it literally didn't cost me anything to help her. But the benefits of, of outside of that interaction were, to me at least, clear. I help this person with their own life and their own, on their own path. I make it a bit more convenient for them at no cost for me. Everyone's happier at the end. I'm happier. She's happier. I get to go on my day believing that I'm a good person by seeing myself actually do things that I consider good, right? Instead of just believing it, acting on what you believe proves it to you and you can reinforce that. And then for her, it's reinforced too, the belief that there are actually people out there that are willing to help. So she doesn't feel as lonely anymore. She'll always have that belief that maybe someone might help and maybe next time she would be more encouraged to ask for help when she needs it. Maybe you would be too, because we are all humans at the end of the day. We all, we're all in, in this together. And the only reason any of us can do anything is because we have each other to support each other in our lives. You can't do it alone. You really can't. So I want to get back to working on the course, guys. It's been a pleasure, like always. I wish you the best and take care.